Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of Believe Podcasts and the Buzz Radio Network. Former Arkansas Razorback baseball player Tyler Spoon. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, Holly Questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard Show Suey winner and the <laughs> former head athlete at Cornell Ferris Fane. D1Baseball.com editor Aaron Fitt. And current Razorback freshman star Devo Davis. Mr. Ryan McGee. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. Former Razorback great and current SEC Network basketball analyst, Pat the Shooter Bradley. Here are your hosts, Kyle Sutherland, Kevin Bohannon, and Porter Hayes. Welcome in to episode 232 of the one and only Hog Talk podcast live from the Heinemann Services Studios. I'm your host Kyle Sutherland alongside Porter Hayes and whether you're listening on 106.7 The Buzz 2 or your favorite podcast forum, we appreciate you for taking your time to spend with us. If you are on Apple podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review, a written review to help us get our name out there and reach more people. We are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They are your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't take so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Well guys, this is a very bittersweet night for me. I don't know if it's uh more so sweet as opposed to or I guess more so sweet as opposed to bitter for the guys. No, just kidding, but uh, for real, it's a um, it's been a pleasure to come across uh, your whether it be your car radio or your AirPods, whatever the case may be, for almost the last two years uh, that I've been able to just uh, be so honored to be a host of this great this great network that we put together, this great podcast company, whatever you want to call it. And uh, this, we announced back in November that I was going to be leaving as of January 1. And then we found out that the Razorbacks are going to be playing in a January 1 bowl game. I figured I'd extend it a little bit longer just uh, so that way we could finish up football season. But um, we'll get into that a little bit later in the second segment. But Porter, it, it seems to me, and I was hoping that it was going to be all a bed of roses on this episode, especially since, you know, this will at least be my last one as a host. Hopefully I'll become back as a guest sometime in the future. But you know, last week, it even seemed really less than a week ago. We're still on top of the world. It's it's really no greater time to be a Razorback. The football team triples their wins from last season. Basketball team had a little bit of struggle starting with OU, but then it really just, the, the, the wheels just seemed to really fall off in particular based on what we've seen. Uh, really on Wednesday morning with Joe Fouché announcing that he's going to go to the transfer portal. Right after, we've also lost a game to Vanderbilt by one point at home. Uh, it's just, if you look at Twitter, it's like the sky, the sky has fallen and the world is over. And so 
it's a shame that we've gone from pretty much the 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 greatest university sports wise at least as of right now to where it seems like everybody's just ready to throw in the towel yeah i mean we all know how fans react after one loss and now that you you have your own two in sec play joe fouché your, your your defensive captain announces that he's going to the transfer portal i mean which Outside of the insiders, we that was left field. Like I don't think anybody's seen that really coming when it comes to players entering the transfer portal and what everybody knew that was coming back. And <clears throat> I had this random thought today that it was like, did uh, Hunter Yurchek sign a deal with the devil? Like it's almost like last year was this great. The football year had a great success. You know, nine SEC championships, and now how we're starting this year and, and with the basketball team and just how everybody's leaving, you know, the portal. And then we're going to hear Bumper Pool's decision on Friday, whether what what he's going to do. So it's it's not really even over yet on do we know who's coming back yet? So in watching the fans reaction, which I have, and, and I'll honestly, if it's one loss, and I've always said this, if it's just one game, like cool it a little bit, but man, this is kind of a trend. I mean, you lose, you lose to Hofstra and you lose to Vanderbilt. I mean, and they're not like. I mean, of course, last night's game was a you know one point loss, but still, yet it's like it, it's reason for concern because it's a pattern. And yes, everybody can you know those optimistics can say, well, they were two and four last year, and and they come back. They didn't have Isaiah Joe, and they didn't have Moses Moody. And it, you can honestly, like we said in basketball, all it takes is one to two people to really trans you know transition a team or transform a team into a contender. Well, now we're seeing what happens when you take those one or two pros out of that roster and, and what's left. And not saying that what we're left with is, is subpar players, but you don't have, as of right now, you don't have any pro players. You don't have any leaders. And, and everybody that you've talked to, it's like it's five guys playing five different ways. There's no teamwork. There's nothing coming together as one to really come together and and get this thing together. And here we are in SEC play, and they're not even there. I mean, this was a Elite Eight team, Sweet 16 team preseason. Now we're thinking NIT. So, I mean, there is reason for concern on this basketball team until they get something together. But it's going to take – Someone's stepping up, and, and, and i got to give a shout-out to Derek Ruskin because he made a really awesome point that not many people are talking about. You, you, ha- you had a team meeting and rallied to beat Elon. You're, you're not having a team meeting to up for an upcoming game against Kentucky or Alabama. It was Elon. So if that doesn't tell you right there raising red flags on what's going on inside the program. And I think it's more of a personnel. I don't think any of this has to do with coaching. I really don't. I think this has to do with the success last year was off of senior laden people, people who's been grinding through the years. Now you're left with Note and Jalen Williams and Connor Vanover and some new guy, you know, Devo Davis. There, there's no senior leadership on this team. And you need that when you're playing in the SEC. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that there's definitely some cause for concern. I, I definitely am at that point to where I, I said this uh, today, uh, Wednesday night, and here we are recording, and earlier today I said that uh, somebody had commented on one of my my Facebook posts 
And I mentioned that I'm definitely not ready to throw in the towel. I was on Twitter or something like that. But anyway, I'm not ready to throw in the towel and say that we're going to have a losing season or anything like that. But I certainly am pretty much at the point where I don't see us making it definitely out of the first weekend, but maybe even the round of 64 right now. And, you know, that's not what you want to shoot for. But then you think about it, Kentucky, look at what they sign every year, pretty much the number one class or at least top three, top five. They had a bad season last year. Memphis having a bad season or a pretty tough season so far. Michigan having an underachieving season so far. It's definitely going to happen. You're going to have your moments, just kind of like the game is a game of runs. Sometimes the season is a season of runs. That's just kind of how it works. We saw that last year with the two and four start. And then this year, like you said, we're, we're losing games differently. Like those two, that two and four start, you were losing games, but it didn't have the same kind of feel that it does now. You had the feeling of, well, these guys are going to mesh together. They'll eventually get there. And I think we've been saying that this year, but I don't really get that feeling. A lot of people have talked about that we have a bunch of me players. I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I really began to believe that just some of the way that I've seen some of these players act on social media in particular I do think that we have a maturity issue and a very selfish issue within some of them. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and name names or anything like that, but that's a definite problem, obviously. There's no question about that, that that's something that you just absolutely cannot have to have a successful team. That goes without saying. But really, I, I think my my biggest annoyance in all of this is nobody looks at perspective. And we've we have harped on this so many different times, but – you know, if it's going to happen so many times to where people continue to do it, maybe we need to be the voice of reason and continue to remind them how just unintelligent it is. Because really, at the end of the day, instead of just actually looking at things, you're you're using sources of people on Twitter because you think they're funny. That's what we see a lot of the times. And then people take it and they run with it. And half the time, those people are wrong about so many various different things. Now, have I been wrong on, on different takes and various predictions? Of course I have. But you, just, you people act like, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say some of you people act like that Musselman got dumb overnight. Talking about Ruskin a second ago, we had him and we also had Zach Arns a couple times on the show last year, and that's one thing that's always stuck out to me is Arns mentioned right after, it was right around the time that we were about to turn the corner. I think we had just got blown out by either Alabama or LSU. It was one of those two games. And Arns just simply said, Musselman didn't get dumb overnight. This guy is one of the smartest coaches in college basketball. Hell, he might be one of the smartest coaches in all of college basketball because he's been doing this for so long and he's been effective at it. I understand he wasn't the greatest NBA coach, head coach at least, but this guy has been all over the place, and that means something. It's not just because he's been in the NBA. Keith Smart was a pretty successful NBA coach, had some success in the NBA. There is all this co this coaching staff, none of them got dumb overnight. But the fact of the matter is, is yes, it might be a tough year, and we might have to pretty if, – if we don't get it picked up here pretty soon, when I mean, you look at the schedule for, let's let's say, the next month or so, you've got A&M on Saturday, then you've got Mizzou next week, then you've got a really tough one at LSU on the 15th. And so, and then South Carolina. So that's the next four games. And two of those are, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, two of those are at home, two are away. And so, yeah, let's say you go 0-4 or even 1-3 in those games, and there's going to be a definite cause for concern. And we might start have to use them the wait till next year. But, guys, I've seen 
two of these guys play. I've seen all of them play on highlights and stuff, but I've seen two of these guys that are signed to play and, and I, for the Razorbacks next year. I've seen them in person multiple times, and I promise you we're going to be in really good hands. Nick Smith Jr. might come in and stay for one year, or Jordan Walsh might come in and he might stay for one year. But nonetheless, if we have to start saying wait till next year, then by God, we'll do it because you're not going to have great years every year. We get so complacent because we have, and look, I understand you don't want to settle for for mediocrity. I, that's that's one of the many things I love about my our fan base and many others. But you also have to be freaking realistic, which is what we've done so many times. Sometimes you just get a bad group together, and this might be the case right there. I'm talking about the transfers mainly. But it's just really at the end of the day, stop looking at the thing and, start, and mentioning that Muss has got to get fired. I know or Muss is, needs to be fired. We need to go a different direction. After he just signed the freaking number, number two class for the 2022. And so really is – And got you to an Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah, got you to an Elite Eight the year before. And so it's just like we've said this till we're blue in the face. Some of the radio guys say it, but it's just guys like look at look at perspective. Just get perspective. And think about think about switching gears to football here. I know nobody's really complaining about football, but then they're acting like since Joe Fouché left that it's the end of the world. Think about LSU. They had the greatest team, or at least the greatest offense possibly in NCAA history two years ago. 24 months ago, and now they played 38 scholarship players on Thursday, on Tuesday night, got their butts kicked as they should. I mean, again, it's 38 scholarship players and playing a quarterback that hasn't played quarterback since like ninth grade. And so just think about where we where we didn't have to suffer through. We're not having to suffer through a coaching search like we did twice in like three years. So just think about the fact of where we are. We're coming off a baseball SEC championship. Softball's coming off a super regional. There is still plenty to get excited about. So don't let all this stuff that happened on January 5th affect the rest of your year because there is still plenty left to play for. I'm sorry. I know I went on a tangent there, but I got to get all these words in before I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, but you, everything you said's right, though. I mean, because we got to look at we're not and just say like you brought football in. In football, you're not Alabama, you're not Ohio State, you're not Oklahoma. In basketball, you're not Kentucky, you're not Kansas, you're not Duke. And everybody thinks, well, we went to the Elite Eight, now it's going to happen every year. It don't work like that. Now, from the recruiting class, like you said, coming in and here on out, if they keep on getting these number two and number ones and number threes, top fives recruiting class, then those expectations are going to be raised. You're going to be expected. You're getting these top five recruiting classes, you're going to be expected for to – make a sweet 16 and a elite eight every other year, which even the programs like North Carolina Duke and they don't make the elite eight every single year, you know, but the expectations are going to be there. But what I'm getting at is you have to sit back and say, just because it's not happening this year, you're basing it off just because of last year automatically. Oh, look, the sky's falling in. Look what's coming in next year and the year after. You know, you, you've got Darian Ford coming in, Pinion, you know, Walsh, all these kids coming in, Nick Smith Jr. coming in, and they're wanting to be Razorbacks and play for who? Go ahead and find you another coach and see what happens to the, all those recruits that you think is coming in to be the saviors for this Arkansas program. You, you run your coach off after one bad year, one bad year. We're not talking about two, three, four. You know, like Mike Anderson, he was here how many years, 10 years or whatever, and finally, he just wasn't getting done. They let him go. So if you, after one bad year, 
all right, we're, let's just fire a coach, and they run him off, you're going to lose every single one of those recruits. Because how many of them, I mean, maybe outside of Darian Ford, that really wants to be a hog hog, you don't think Nick Smith Jr. wouldn't go somewhere else in a heartbeat? Jordan Walsh wouldn't go to uh, somewhere else in a heartbeat? See what happens if you want to go ahead and run your coach off after one year. What does that say about the fan base? I'm not saying don't be mad that your team's losing and they're 0-2 in the SEC. Be mad. You have your expectations. That is completely okay as a fan to be upset that they lose. And what I said earlier, it's becoming a pattern. But you want to run off your coach? And saying he needs to be fired after coming off of a Elite Eight and looking what is coming in the future. I mean, you're just praising the guy, saying, give him an extension, pay the man the money because of the recruiting class he got in. And now, because they're they lost to Vandy, now you're ready to turn your back on him. Yeah. I mean, that but that's what this fan base is. We've seen it in baseball, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in basketball. It it happens in every sport. If if for some reason Guess what? What what we're going to see in baseball season if if just by chance Arkansas loses two series back to back in the SEC? Oh my God! Yeah, because we, yeah, we didn't lose an after, SEC after not, not losing a series. They're going to lose their mind because that's they're they're programmed. Oh, we can't now. We we didn't lose a SEC series last year. Now we're good. We're, we just have to win them all. And if they lose a series against a say a South Carolina or an Auburn or somebody that's not top tier like Tennessee or Mississippi State or Ole Miss, they're going to lose their minds. But we got to take a step back, folks. We got to appreciate we're, we're what, a week a week past a 9-4 and four football season, Outback Bowl win, one of the best seasons. I mean, all the trophies and beating Texas. Now a week later because the basketball team loses to Vanderbilt 0-2, we act like the Scott. Pulling in, like appreciate what we have. But yet, I mean, you've got to have balance in everything you do in life. You have to have a balance. Like it's okay to be upset. Yes, you want your team to win, but really, are we going to act like this guy's fault? So what if they don't make the tournament this year and they go to the NIT? Look what you've got coming in. And, and that's where you've got to get your head at because instead of worrying about the bad or, well, we're just waiting on them to here we go again. You know, we had our one good year. Now we're going to suck again. I mean, it might happen next year in football. We, we don't know, but we still have to appreciate what is good in this program because I'm telling you, as somebody who follows a lot of the women's programs here and I see what Neighbors has done, Colby Hell's done, Courtney Dyfel's done, Jordan Weaver's done, Watson, you know, you know, Shauna Taylor, I've seen what these coaches have done for these women's programs. You, you would be a lot more appreciative of what else is going on because I'm telling you from Hunter Check, Sam Pittman, you know, Dave Van Horn, all the coaches, they have a text chain and they talk to each other. They support each other no matter what. When Courtney Daffel loses a softball game, Coach Pittman's the first one that texts her. Hey, you got it next time. When she wins, hey, congratulations. These coaches appreciate what is going on in this university. And if you have not come out of that rock and really appreciated what is happening up on the hill, guys, I'm telling you what, I'm going to be dead honest. Three years ago, I was not a huge Arkansas Razorback fan. But once I started covering the sports and really following these programs, and I've told Coach Hell this, I've told Coach Neighbors this, it's hard not to become a fan because you appreciate what is going on up there. I'm telling you, that hill is going to turn into a fire because you're getting a number one recruiting class in softball 
five years ago, these kids across the country didn't even know Arkansas had a softball team. So I'm telling you as a fan base, please appreciate what's going on because it's going to turn into something special. It already has, and it's only going to get better from here. Well, you think about the attention that the women's basketball team gets. Porter, I've said it on here. I've told Coach Neighbors on air how much I despised. I, I didn't sit here and mention names because I'm not going to do that to him. But the, but the previous two coaches before him, I, I'll be honest with you, I truly couldn't stand. I'll, I'll say it. I don't care. Like I, I, I truly couldn't stand. And the girls weren't good, so I didn't pay any attention. Not many people did. Nobody really cared. I think I really do believe – that most people didn't care because of who the coach was, particularly, I'll just, I'll say it, particularly when Tom Collin was there. Um, he was a jerk. He was arrogant. I know for a fact he was a jerk because I've seen it firsthand. Now, you know, Jimmy Dykes, I mean, I've just got my opinions about him, but Tom Collin was a jerk. He wasn't, a, he was not good for morale. Uh, he literally ran, I, I know, I, again, I know for a fact that he ran off at least one or two players. Um, Stuff you know, just stuff like that. Like you said, the softball program was in the dumps. There was it was a lot. And if we didn't learn anything from, I know that there's still people out there that are outspoken against Houston Nut, and that's fine. But if we didn't learn anything from that, you know, we would all. And I was one of those two as a naive like teenager. I think he was coach from the time I was like nine until eighteen, my senior year of high school, and so. Like we would, I think we got complacent, not necessarily complacent. We got tired of the complacency of like eight, nine wins a year. And then the occasional 11, we would get so close. And then we would just want more and more and more. And Petrino got us there with a bunch of homegrown talent. But if we didn't learn anything from man, you know, Houston nut, he, it wasn't always the greatest, but you knew you were always going to have a solid running game. Porter, I don't remember I can't remember who any of the special teams coaches were under him, but I don't know that we ever worried about an extra point not going through or a punt uh, not sailing at least 40, 45 yards minimum. It seemed like special teams, you were always ready that that it was always going to go smooth, maybe except for a missed field goal or something. And you might not always play the best defense, but you're going to, but you had guys flying around all the time. That's something that you could depend on. Solid, off, aggressive offensive lines, and maybe not always the best quarterback play. But you knew that basically what I'm getting at is you pretty much went on that field every single Saturday and you had a chance to win because of the way that Houston Nutt and his staff coached, the way that they motivated. And then all the stuff that we went through really post-Petrino up until Sam Pittman. If that doesn't teach you to be appreciative of the things that you have, right now KJ is a perfect example. Let's say let's just say generally, I'm not trying to jinx anything. I know some people might get PO'd at this, but let's just say generally speaking, a, a college comes in and says, hey, we're a quarterback away from a national championship. We want like a Mike Woods type situation or possibly a Joe Fousey situation. We'll figure that out here pretty soon. But somebody comes in and they say, KJ, I got X amount of money here for an NIL deal. I want you to be our quarterback. We're a quarterback away from a national championship. I want you to, I love what you did for the Razorbacks. I want you to come be our quarterback. We lose him. Guys, we're screwed. <laughs> we are screwed. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. Malik Hornsby. He's got blazing fast speed, but he can't throw the ball right. He's just not that good of a thrower right now at all. I've heard a lot of good things about Lucas Coley, but he pretty much, I think the only game reps he has, I want to say he got in maybe for a split. I can't remember if it was him or maybe John Stephen Jones that got in against UAPB. But if that kind of stuff just doesn't teach you to be thankful, then I don't really know what to tell you. It's not my job to sit here and it's not our jobs to sit here and tell you what to think or how to feel or anything like that. But just think about what we had with nut, then what we went through after Petrino, even Petrino too. 
his first season was a losing one, but really after that, it was for the most part all glory up until the quote unquote motorcycle wreck. But th- that's just just those situations right there. The John Pelfrey years, the Stan Heath years. You know, I'm thankful that 99% of this fan base still is very. Ain't an Altman. I mean, the coach lasted one day and he left. The dude had literally had a cup. I mean, when when they say you had a cup of coffee at a place, (laughs) hell, I don't even know if it got poured for him. I mean, that guy just, yeah, I remember that. I was, I think I was a junior in high school. And it's like, oh, we got a new coach. And then an hour later, just kidding. That was, man, that was weird. That was, that was one of the most bizarre things ever in, in sports. But, but I don't know, man. You know, we'll. I want to get into some positive things here in just a second. We'll hit a break. Um, I, I do want to ask you, Porter. We'll switch gears here. I, I guess you could say switch gears. We're talking about football a little bit too. I know. Right around this this summer, when the NIL deal passed, you and I have. I don't want to say we disagreed. It's more of like we might have different thoughts. I mean, for the most part, I think that we are kind of on the same page and everything. But the way that this seems to be going, and I don't think that we've seen anything yet. Um, you know, I think that it's definitely, and I, and I really don't have a problem with the way that it's going. Cause I figured this is kind of how it was going to be a free agency type thing. I mean, Caleb Williams is a perfect example. Uh, that's really the first one that you look at. One of the first ones that you look at from a ex- extremely high profile player and say, Oh yeah, he's just pretty much seeing what deal will be best. What will be the most money? Do you think that I know there's a lot of people, especially the ones that were against this in the first place, do you think that this is going the way that what we've seen just this particular year in the first season of the NIL, do you feel like it's going to be harmful down the road or do you still kind of like what you're seeing? It depends on what side you're on. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where your stance is and I will, I'll die on the hill. I will die on this hill. Yeah. That the moment the NCAA turned college football into a business and started making billions of dollars, when universities started funding their whole program's budget around how their football team did and ticket sales and everything. I mean, a football team's revenue can fund a whole university. You have certain amount of people that usually when we're revolving around this is another point, kind of getting sidetracked, but you, you've got the football players and the basketball players getting full scholarships and getting NIL. Meanwhile, baseball players, it's 11 point, what is it, 11.7? Yes. 11.7 scholarships. So you got these guys. I mean, we're looking at the big sports, and that's going to draw the attention, but you're looking at girls, women's sports that are, they're, they're getting NIL deals. They're, this would not, yes, you're going to get the bad, but you're also, you're giving opportunities to every single student athlete to make money off of this. Okay, so let, let's break this down. So you look at the University of Texas, who they're, they're struggling to go 75, 8, and 4 every year, but they still generate the most money of any college football program in the nation. And then Alabama, what they generate. Then you go down to teams like Arkansas. It's the same thing. It's just players compared to programs. You're going to get the players who are going to get the multi-million dollar deals. You're going to get the players that – Go off, but you know what? You go into a university store and you're paying a hundred dollars for that jersey, whether it says their name on the back of it or not. If it says number one, you know that's KJ Jefferson. You're still paying a hundred dollars for one jersey, times that by a hundred. You know, so when when you're generating money, how many how much of that money beforehand before this NIL went to that kid? Nothing. So you're gonna say you sell a million dollars worth of merchandise of that kit, whether it's a Jersey, whether it's Walmart off-brand 
authentic, whatever, what you, what not. If it's anything with his number on it and you sell a million dollars worth of that and that revenue goes straight to the university, you're giving out these programs with their picture on it, everything. It's a business. So for the people, and, I, and I'm not telling people to have they're wrong for their opinion. I'm not going to do that. You have your opinion. I got my opinion. My opinion is go for it because this is a sport where a quarterback or running back, even if they get to the NFL, a life at sex to see of a, a running back in the league is four years. So you might get 30 million, but you're living a certain lifestyle and you're like, well, $40 million could last you. Yeah, it could. But when you're living the lifestyle, it's it, you're in a higher tax bracket. How much of that 40 million are you actually getting after agent fees and everything, your home and everything goes into it? It's not as much as you think. But I have no problem with any of these kids getting, and if they want to transfer and go to, because there's good with it. Look how Arkansas, I've said this on another show. Arkansas has benefited more than it's hurt them with this transfer portal and this NIL because they're getting kids from other. I mean, look at how many transfer portal kids help this team get to nine and four. We're not complaining about that. When when Wright's Barbecue wants to give the whole offensive line money, or if Trey Knox wants to get his money, or Traylon Burks wants to get his money, nobody's saying anything about that. But it's because of those select few that are getting these million dollar deals. Well, they're they're quitting on the team and they're going somewhere else. I mean, that, that, that's where we're at in college football. You would accept the person coming in, but you hate them for leaving. We, we, you got to look at it both ways. Because I'm telling you right now, say K.J. Jefferson wasn't the quarterback and Caleb Williams midseason said, I'm, I'm forfeiturying my last year, four games at OU and I'm in on the transfer portal and I'm going to, to Arkansas. Do you don't think our fan base would welcome him in? Look at what the Kelly Bryant situation when he was going to leave Clemson. They are begging him to come to Arkansas. And then they ridiculed him for going to Missouri. So you got to be both ways on it. You can't sit on the fence and cheer for it when it goes in your favor and then ridicule it when it doesn't go in your favor. Or, well, I'm just not ever watching another football game because, you know, the, it's, it's not about college football. No, it wasn't because you know why? It's the universities. It's the NCAA. But we're, we're going to blame the kids for not being able to go and get theirs while these universities are making bi- – we had a COVID year, and every SEC school got $40 million in TV money. $40 million. Why do you think OU in Texas is leaving the Big 12 to come to the SEC? Money. But we're going to hate the kids for trying to get NIL money, and if they want to go to another school, that could get them a little bit more pocket change, a little bit more jingle in their pocket and get an NFL deal. Kyle, we're adults. If I'm at a job and I make $60,000 at my job and I get another job offer, they're going to pay me $80,000 to come do this job. We would quit it and we would go to that job. We'd turn our two weeks notice in and we'd go make more money if it's what we wanted to do. That's just the way this is now. And I just wish people would, if you're going to accept it, you have to accept it both ways. I, I, I think you nailed it. I, I really, because <laughs> like I'm, I'm not... I guess it's easy for me to say that because like, I agree with you. Like I'm at the point where it's just kind of like, this is the way that it's going, but either way, I, I don't really see how somebody could disagree with that because like you said, at the end of the day, we do the exact same thing. If it's a better situation, better for your family, better for yourself. 
I can't really argue with that. I don't really think many could, except for just well, look um, at Felipe Franks. Everybody loved yeah, him. He yeah. come from Florida. He was a transfer kid. And if say let, let's just throw it out there, say if Felipe Franks would have come in and Walmart would have offered him, say let's say NIL was already in place and Walmart would have offered him five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, they would have said nothing to him because he's playing for Arkansas. Get your, you know what I mean? That's where it, the that's where it confuses me. Like you would not say anything if Felipe Franks would have got big money coming into Arkansas. But if he would have left Arkansas, went to Florida, because some big wig down in Florida wants to give him a million dollars, now y'all are hating on him. That, that's where I think it's unfair. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, it's like they say, you just you can't have it both ways. You got to gotta stick with it. We're so making your last show a banger. <laughs> I know, I know. We got, we're going to have to hit a break, though, but then we'll come back and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite moments from the show, talk about some of the beginnings – Kind of what we're uh, some of you guys know you said the you loyal listeners that have been around since the beginning long before I was here but we'll kind of uh, take a little bit of a uh, little bit of time travel back to a couple of years ago but I guess almost three years ago when this thing got rolling and so kind of uh, reminisce on that as we uh, close out the show here but we'll hit a break and we'll be right back. Tackle your to-do list without breaking your back or getting your hands dirty by calling Heinemann Services. Located in Northwest Arkansas, Heinemann Services is your premier company to get those projects done that you've been putting off. Whether small remodels, lawn care, carpentry, and much more, they take care of you in a timely manner with exceptional customer service. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. We're back on episode 232 of the Hog Talk podcast. Kyle Sutherland and Porter Hayes here with you. And this um, even more bittersweet now as we get to my last segment really at the beginning there. Uh, I was not really thinking about it too much, but then it's really starting to hit me now that, you know, again, this is not, I'm making it sound like that I'm just going to throw the Hog Talk away and I'll never have anything to do with it again. It's not that at all. Uh, I'll, like I said, I hope that um, I'll be back for some guest spots here and there, but as Porter said, and I know that we've mentioned it on social media, that Jacob Davis, the original founder of the Hog Talk, back when it was the Hog Pen, when he was just writing articles, um, it it's just crazy to think about really what it has become. Just the um, just the support that we have had. You know, Jacob started doing this just uh, as a hobby, writing articles, and and did a really really good job with it. I actually he and I connected on Twitter because I had just kind of gotten into the content creation game. I had just started podcasting when I was doing text hogs this is at the time when I was still in San Antonio. And again, many of you have probably heard this story, but, and I got connected with him on Twitter. So he was looking for a couple of writers. And so I sent him a message and I think this was reporter right before you came on. Uh, right. Well, I guess this was before the hot, the podcast had started. So this is probably about six months, maybe before you had come on and I started writing for him and, and things were really what going well. And, um, we did a couple of live shows together when I'd come back to Arkansas from Texas. And then he and Ty started the the podcast and did a phenomenal job with it and then brought Porter on. And then, uh, then I came along with it as well. And, you know, it's, you know, I know that almost a year ago, you know, you guys kind of have heard different things that we've never gone public with it. And, you know, I frankly don't really care to, but I'd be more than willing to talk about it if you want to reach out to me directly. But, you know, we, we, uh, us and Ty, we, we split back in, in March and, nothing personal despite what you guys may have heard that's that was not not the case whatsoever you know it was strictly a business decision i truly uh still don't have anything against the guy never have so i'll say that you know out loud 
he uh, brought he was one of the the three guys that that voted for the opportunity to give me a chance to get to where I have and I'm not anything big whatsoever not saying that at all but you know I've told him I'll tell you guys that I'm very I'm grateful for that and always have and continue to wish him the best and certainly wish the hog talk the best but it has been a incredible journey I mean you know from the time that I got back from Texas and then uh, they really got this thing rolling with them and and uh, we all just continued to work together and just some of the guests that we've had you know before I was on here you guys got Chuck Barrett we've had coach neighbors on multiple times Phil Elson I don't think that there's even any radio there's I'm pretty sure the hog talk is the only one that's ever done a baseball preview with both Bubba Carpenter. Now I know that channel seven and some of the news stations might do some stuff with them. And I'm talking about like radio and podcasting. I don't know that there's any other one that has done one with like a preview or anything like that with both Bubba Carpenter and Phil Elson. And and also to the, like the former Razorbacks, we had Devo Davis on last year, just really uh, Pat Bradley, Corey Beck across the board, It has just been a a complete blessing to us guys that I never dreamed that I would have a chance to speak to, but we just sent simple DMS or, or we had connections through somebody else and, and they, they got those guys in our, on our radar and and got us connected. And so it's really, I I really just can't put it into words how thankful I am because I, I just started doing content creation back in Oh, it was about five years ago and really didn't even know where to begin. I just knew that I love to talk sports and, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty decently knowledgeable about it. And, and it's been, you know, to where it's gone for all of us individually, but also as a whole, uh, it's just really, it's, it's, uns- I can't even begin to put it into words. And, you know, one of these days I, uh, I, I'll be honest, I'll put it all out there. I, I've kind of got some things that I want to get off my chest for my personal life. Maybe one of these days, uh, not right now, but just some things that I've been through um, that I that I put myself through that the hog talk helped me get through and that, you know, Porter and, and Cabo that they don't even realize that they, that they help you me through really. Um, but I mean, this, this podcast and the, and you guys, I, I don't know if I, I'll say you saved my life. Cause it's not like I felt like I was going to die or anything, but I was in a deep hole when I got back to Arkansas uh, personally, financially, it just wasn't good. I think a lot of people were in a bad spot at that time because that was right when COVID began. People were losing jobs, people were laid off, whatever. And so this was kind of my release. It still is today, doing podcasting or writing an article. That's my release from the everyday world. And so uh, I, I can't begin. I know I went on a, a tangent when we announced that this is going to be my, you know, I was going to be stepping aside back a couple of months ago. I, I just continuously thanked you guys, but I, I will do that forever. Uh, th- talking about Porter, Jacob, Ty, uh, the whole everybody, and also you, you guys, the listeners. Um, you know these these guys brought me in when I really wanted to be a part of it. I mean, I definitely never came to you guys. I don't that I recall at least, and was like begging to come on. But I was hoping that you would extend that you guys would extend an offer, and it came. And uh, man, it's it's just been a hell of a ride. That's that's really about all I can say. Well, I gotta say this, <clears throat> you know. I come on your show, Tex Hogs, before you come to the Hog Talk. And I just knew, you know, what you brought. Your, we listened to your shows. And and Jacob had mentioned, you know, bringing you on because he knew your passion and what you had talent-wise. And we were looking at growing the pot. I mean, we were doing one show a week. And then we were looking at expanding the show to two because, I mean, at that point in time, we were growing so fast. 
And it was unanimous. It wasn't even a talking about. I mean, I knew as soon as Jacob brought it to my attention that he wanted to bring you on, it, it was a no-brainer. Like, yes, let's bring him on, you know, because we knew we gelled, we talked. And you can just tell when you're doing podcasts with people and interviews and just the flow. I mean, there's times where, you know, you'll have the occasional step over or whatnot. But I'll tell you what, we, we've met in person one time. I've met Jacob in person one time. Met Ty one time. Cabo one time. That, that's the love and the beauty of social media and the DMs. And the we've met one time, but I still see you as a brother. And I've loved seeing your growth. You and Cabo, what y'all are going to be doing. And if you want to share that later, what you're going to be working on. I will let you talk about, you know, what, what your next endeavor is, but watching your growth and watching what y'all been able to accomplish in your respective fields and what we've been able to accomplish in, in the high school ranks with the hog talk and getting these kids more attention and raising awareness all over the state, not just Arkansas sports, but giving these kids that are in high school coming to Arkansas the attention they deserve and what y'all are have done with PBS and stuff like that. You know, I've really enjoyed it and I'm nothing but proud of y'all for what y'all have done. Cause I, it's just amazing. And I can't wait to see what y'all do in the future. And for those who, who don't know, Jacob will be coming back in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some, uh, going over some equipment issues and getting that thing set up to where we can run the pod just as efficiently as we have in the past and just getting things set up that way. When we kick things off with Jacob and myself, that it's going to sound just as good. We're going to get the content and try to carry on, you know, and keep growing what we've built. But I, I, what, what you said about us and how we've helped you, it goes equally because this podcast wouldn't be what it is without what you and Cabo have helped when it was a, a spot where it was just going to be looked like it was just me. You know, Jacob went off to Arkansas fight and then it was just me and Ty there for a little bit. And then we bring you on to help bring that third guy in and get things meshed. And then what we seen could be from a business aspect and growing this and the decisions that we made to make you and Cabo come on. I mean, it goes hand in hand. We would not be here where we're at without what your and, and, and Cabo's efforts have done to with, the, especially with the baseball coverage, your high school knowledge and your, your love for the Hawks. So as much as you want to thank us for giving you that shot. Yeah. We might've got your, your, your foot in the door with the hog talk, but I'm telling you what you've done, you've deserved every single bit of it. Yeah. I sure appreciate that. And yeah, uh, I've kind of touched on some of the things that I'll be doing and uh, so I, the where I was covering high school sports initially was with Rocktown, uh, owned by one of my lifelong best friends, Jason Sterling. Well, he actually, Court Porter, I don't even know if I told you this. He's actually going, he's still going to be doing Rocktown, like the pictures. It's mainly just like pictures and TikTok videos. He's actually really blown up. Rocktown Media on TikTok. He posts some really, really good stuff. That's probably his, his baby right now, that and Instagram. But he's actually going to be working with Scorebook Live with us. Uh, he's going to be taking pictures for Nate Olson and, and uh, the regional editor that who I report to, and he's going to be taking pictures for us. So he and I'll be working some games that we're really happy about that. So we, he and I can still work together. And so I'll be contributing for Scorebook Live, uh, doing articles. I'll, I'll be uh, really doing a lot of their basketball stuff. So if you have a problem with the Scorebook Live's rankings, you can always come to me because I want feedback, whether it be positive or negative. I do both the women's and the men's, boys and girls, I guess they call it in high school. 
And so I'll be pretty much doing that along with uh, other stuff and, and really just being one of the premier content uh, creators, writers for basketball season and also some football. And Cabo is going to be helping us during uh, baseball season. And we might have, I don't want to say who it is yet, but we've got a pretty big name, hopefully going to help us uh, with softball. But yeah, scorebooklive.com. We've got our podcast on there that we do weekly that we recap whatever's going on. So right now, of course, we're doing basketball. That's Arkansas Prep Extra XRTA. It's on, I don't think it's on Apple right now. It's on Spotify and then the Scorebook Live website. So I'll be doing that. And also, too, I do contribute to uh, Best of Arkansas Sports with Evan Demerell. I write a few articles for him here and there, maybe a couple articles a month. And so really just going back, I, I don't want to say I'm necessarily stepping back from podcasting because I still do the uh, the Arkansas Prep Extra, but I'm really going to be going back to doing a lot of writing, which is what I initially started kind of like Jacob did. And so it's just really um, kind of like what I said back a couple of months ago. It really just kind of was more of a family to see when I started doing all this stuff in the majority of my content creation career, I've either been single or I've been legally single almost the entire time. Um, but now, you know, with a family brought on that, um, what I just brought on, that's a poor choice of wording. Now that I, <laughs> now that I have a family, I married, uh, and my wife uh, has two girls. So I'm very thankful to have two bonus girls. And no, I'm, I'm extremely thankful to, um, to, again, to have been able to do this for, uh, the, the length that I have, but also to just, uh, being able to extend my coverage of Arkansas high school sports. Cause I feel like this state is severely under, under recruited. I feel like, I feel like it is severely um, I guess under covered, under exposed, like they, there, we need more exposure for the kids. And so I certainly want to do that. We have it for football for the most part, I feel like, but I don't, I feel like, especially for basketball, baseball and, and beyond volleyball, the whole nine yards that we just don't have it. And I'm one of those people. If I feel like something should change, uh, I need to look in the mirror and be the first one to do that. And so uh, myself, along with many other people have continued to work hard to do that. And so I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. You know, I, this past this past December, I was very blessed to be able to work with AAA and PBS Sports to do their sidelines, and that was truly a dream come true. Uh, I'm not really a TV kind of guy. I've always been told to have a face for radio, but I'm really just more of a fan of radio and podcasting, just because I can do it in my boxers pretty much. Can't do that. Can't do TV in your boxers. That might be uh, FCC might look down on that pretty I'm sure hard. Sure, you have the right umbrella too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually got, dude. I got scolded for that. They got, they got. Like, the producers were not happy for what, what he's referring to for the El Dorado Greenwood game right before the the game started, right around kickoff. So they would come down to me before every game, kind of like how they do just with regular sideline reporting with like Tara Talmadge or whoever the sideline reporter is. They would come down to me for like a quick uh, preview. And I had just this random umbrella that I got out of my truck. So then the, as soon as I get done with my segment, I hear in my earpiece from the producer. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm staying dry. What are you doing? Like, and I'm like, dude, I got a thousand dollar microphone in my hand. Like, what do you want me to do here? And so they ended up bringing me a PBS one. And like, right as soon as they brought me that PBS umbrella, the rain stopped. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting, but, uh, it certainly didn't go without, uh, there was, there was some technical difficulties, particularly for the five, a game for PA and Whitehall, but but no, it's it was it was a blessing to be able to do that to be able to uh, to call some games with with the legendary Bob White. Bob White learned from the legendary, um, oh God, Ray Tucker. His name I went blank for a second. 
Bob learned from the Ray Tucker and I'm learning from Bob White and RJ Hawk and some of these Bobby Swafford, Wes Moore, you know, to be able to work with some of those guys that have been doing this for so long and, and are extremely good at their jobs. You know, it's just been great. And so, but that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Again, be sure guys, you know, always feel free to reach out and you got my, I know most of you listen, probably are friends with me on Facebook. Uh, some of you might have my number, but yeah, I definitely want to keep up with you guys. I'll certainly be keeping up with the hog talk. We'll always be a supporter of this show. And so, um, man, that's pretty much what I got, you know, Porter. It's, it's just, again, it's, I'm not really fighting back tears, but at the same time, I'm, I, I am a little sad, you know, just because, you know, yeah. you, hate, you hate for things to end, but then again, you know, I know you guys, you and Jacob, we're just going to kill it and, and continue to take this thing to the next level and then continue to grow, you know, like it's, and I don't say this to be, to be ugly or mean or anything like that towards anybody, but you know, a lot of times when people start independent podcasting, it, it doesn't last that long. Um, just because it's, it's real easy when it's not a, when, you know, when it's just something that you do for fun, it's easy to get burnt out or, or just whatever, you know, to stay consistent. And that's one thing that, you know, we might miss some shows, you know, I know we have lately kind of just with the holidays and everybody doing what they're doing and stuff, but you know, this show for the most part has been at least once a week for the last almost three years and independently, you know, this is not our full-time jobs. So to be able to do that, you know, has just been great. And, uh, you know, I am eternally grateful and, you know, it has been a true honor and a true joy to, you know, be a host of this show. And, uh, it is something I will, I will never forget. And, uh, yeah, it's just been great. Yeah. It's, it's that's nothing left to be said, man. And like I said, it's, we're going to have you on, you know, cause we're going to do our part to really help, you know, promote the high school. You know, yeah. we're, it ain't like a, Hey, you're stepping off in the sunset. You'll always be a part of the hog dog family. Cabo is going to be the same way. He's going to come on and do some some stuff for us for baseball. So, I mean, it, it, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later kind of deal. But, hey, I'll let you send us off one more time. Yeah, well, that will do it, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. Definitely continue to listen. As I said, that Jacob and Porter are going to keep giving you guys great content. Cabo, again, will be also be doing some baseball as well. And they'll continue to have the, the best guest lineup. I, I truly believe that over the last three years, when you look from top to bottom, our, our, our guests are second to none uh, with, with you know, whether it be Razorback royalty or whatever the case may be. I, I truly believe that, you know, we've definitely been able to put that out there. And so, well, for the final time, this is Kyle Sutherland for Porter Hayes. We will catch you, or they will catch you, I guess, here in the next couple of weeks once we get everything situated. I love you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.